if you have your Bible's electronic devices, you can turn or click to, to John chapter 13. Or you can go on version in case you're new to our church and you're like a Bible uh, app type person. And you have, you have the Bible app, you have version. You go to version, click on event, and Fellowship the Rockies will come up. And then all of our outline scriptures for tonight, everything will come up. You can actually take notes on your phone, tablet, whatever, if you're t- that type of a person. And then you can like email them to yourself or you can save them. There's several different ways to do that. But, but anyway, I, I wanted to start the year off and, and I want to talk to you about relationships. I want to talk to you about, about the path to deeper relationships. I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're like me, but you, you, the older I get, the more important relationships are to me. I mean, as I look back over my life and I, I, I look at relationships and, and the older you get, some of the things that you can walk through in life and some of the challenges of life, the celebrations of life, the difficulties of life, that, that, that when you look at that, you realize that relationships, right, relationships are powerful. Fact is, if you look at relationships, you realize that relationships, uh, because we're people, because we're imperfect, that relationships will either be the, the, the source of, of great sorrow in your life or the source of, of great celebration in your life, either joy and sorrow because we're people and there's, there's difficulty, but but, but the thing that we got to be careful of is a lot of times that the, the quickest way to kill relationships is to hand somebody a job description that only God can fill. To hand a husband a job description, a wife a job description, a relationship, a friend around you, a, a, a job description that, that, you know what, o- only God can fill. Because really and truly what you're looking for, you're looking for someone to meet a need in your life that only God can meet that need. And a lot of times, if we're not careful, the way that we view and look at relationships keep us from having the deep relationships that I believe God desires us to have. And Jesus, at the, at the end of his life, uh, gathered the disciples around. And, and it's always interesting to me the words that Jesus used when he got the disciples around him, the last words, the last instructions that he gave to them. And it's very, very important. And Jesus said in John chapter 13, 35, he says, he said, by this... By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if, if you have love for one another. If, if you just love one another. If you, if you, if you love one another deeply. If, if you have relationships that, 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 that are deep, where relationships are in t- intended to like help us and encourage us and, and support us. And relationships in life can be the source of our greatest joy and it can be the source of our greatest sorrow. And many times, relationships around us uh, can bring great celebration and great sorrow in our life. So, so this, after, this evening, in the time that I have with you, I, w- I want to give you four things about a choice that you and I have to make if we're going to ha- make a choice to deeper relationships in, in, in 2017. The first one is this. I, I have to choose to have friends. The first one is this. It just sounds so simple, and we're going to ma- mainly be in the book of Proverbs because the Proverbs is is a lot about relationships and so the first thing is this is is i i have to make the choice i have to choose to have friends i have to choose to have relationships see in life you and i can choose to live life isolated or connected with others we could choose to live life in such a way that we're just going to be isolated from everyone else or we're going to be connected and and when we look at society and social media and, and and cell phones and 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 facebook and twitter and all of those other things we're becoming more and more a disconnected society and there's more and more people isolated from like real people and having face-to-face conversations and and authentic intimacy in life cannot be accelerated 
I had a, a spiritual mentor, a pastor. He's much older than me. He's, in fact, is now he's, he's in his 80s. And so many years back, he, he taught me a principle that, that I've like never forgotten. And he told me this. He said, Charlie, it takes a long time to be old friends. You can't be old friends overnight. He said, Charlie, in life, you've got to learn that it, it, takes, it takes a long time to be old friends. In other words, to where there's trust that is built, and you know that, that they're trustworthy, and you know that there's an authentic relationship there. You, you know that in good season and bad seasons, they've walked with you through all of those things, and, and he says it takes, it takes a long time. In other words, friendships, deep friendships, don't happen overnight. And he would talk about how, in, how there's this path to deeper relationships. There's this path to, to deeper friendships. I mean, when you look at TV and you look at, at now, we have all these, like, reality, uh, reality TV shows, whether it's Survivor or, or The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, or, 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 or whatever. There, there's hundreds of them. Big Brother, all of those things. When you begin to study those shows and you realize that, that the reason those shows developed is to give people an avenue to be involved in other people's lives without any risk, without any pain. In other words, it's a way to help some people just superficially connect with others. And so when you start looking at these the, 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 this issue of relationships, there's many reasons that people, I believe, don't develop deep relationships in life. And one of the reasons is just past pain. Either, you, either you've been hurt or you've been betrayed, uh, you've been violated, you've been hurt so deep to where all of a sudden you begin to live life in such a way to say, you know what, nobody is going to hurt me like that ever again. I'm not going to let anyone get close to me. I'm not going to let anybody get into my world. And you know what, I am never, never, never going to allow anyone to hurt me like that. And as a result of that, people like that begin to live superficial relationships. And, and I, I think there's another reason that, that people don't have deep relationships. They're just way too busy. In other words, they, they don't really have time. They don't really have time to invest in relationships. They really don't have time to invest in friendships. And so they've gotten to that place where they're just so busy that they feel inconvenienced by, by relationships. And so the danger of that is this, is that we'll, we'll isolate ourselves and, and when we're vulnerable. Ecclesiastes 4, 11, and 12 says, Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against, against one who is alone, Two will withstand him. A threefold, threefold cord is not quickly broken. And when you just start looking at this, study after study reveals that people who, who take time to build deep, authentic relationships are, are, are happier, are healthier, most are more successful at their jobs, and that, that they even live longer. In other words, if you and I do not take the time, and it, and it takes time, right? If you and I do not take the time to build relationships in the good times, then who is going to be there for you in the crisis? Who is going to be there for you in the, in, the, in the difficult times? Because the truth is, you cannot build relationships in the crisis of life when you're just too busy and too frazzled. and You, you have to build them before the crisis. You have to build them before the star, storm. And Hebrews 10.25 tells us this. He says, he says, the way in which we do this is, is not neglecting meeting together is in the habit of some, but encouraging one another. In other words, there's this picture of the, like, like there's a relationship, encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the, 
the, the day drawing near. In other words, that, that you develop these relationships and, y- and you meet with people and to where you're building relationships with one another to where you, you have this life that involves relationships. And there's so many people, I believe, that just that struggle with this, of just, just trying, to, trying to find the time or trying to make a priority of relationships. And, 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 and all through Scripture, Scripture talks about the importance of the relation. When the, when the church birthed in, in the early church, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, verse 44, the Scripture says, And all who believed were together and had all things in common. In other words, the church, they were together and they built relationships with one another. They knew one another. They prayed for one another. They encouraged one another. They they knew their stories. They knew their lives. They they were there for one another. And so the first thing is this. If if you're going to develop deep relationships, the first thing is this. you You have to choose to have friends. The second thing is this. Is, is I must choose to be real. In other words, I must tru- choose to be real. I must choose to be authentic or transparent in my life. Uh, G- Jesus talked often about a group of people who, who weren't real, and, and he, he called them Pharisees, right? Uh, Matthew chapter 23, the verse 27, the scripture says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which, are, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within, you're just fu- full of dead people's bones and all uncleanliness. In other words, Jesus was saying this, is that on the outside, you look great. On the outside, it looks like you, looks like you got your life together. It looks like you have everything together. But, but on the inside, it's just, it's just it's empty and it's, it, it's ugly. And in other words, it, Jesus was encouraging them, why don't, why don't you take time? Why don't you take time to work on the inside? Why don't you take time to, to work on the inside and not live a life that, that, that doesn't have a transparency that isn't authentic? In other words, in other words when, when you choose this road and you choose not to be authentic, you, you choose a road to where you live life in a way and you say the things that, that almost is fake. In other words, you live life so that everybody will think well of you. In other words, it, it's, it's a shallow road. To where all of a sudden it's, it's more important to you that everybody speaks well of you and instead of someone really knowing you. In other words, to where you, you come to the place to where you're just, you're just real. Jesus is talking about just this issue, just this willingness. And le- to where you, you build deep relationships around you. To where you're just, you're just real. I mean, Romans 12.9 says this, says, let, let, love be, let love be genuine. In other words, let love be genuine, let love be sincere. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. In other words, what Paul is talking about, this starts with, with our words. In other words, to where we're just real and we're just, we're just transparent. In other words, that, that we, just, we, we try to the very best of our abilities just to be who we are and be comfortable in, in, in our own skin. I, I, I know for those of you that were were at the Christmas Eve service. I mean, we had a lot of people there. We had a lot of new people. And, and I felt pretty strongly God led me to just tell a story a, about my family, about how I was raised. And, and, um, and, and so I was concerned about that because there's, there's, there's a lot of new people who, who do not know me, who do not know my, my background. And, but I, I just I have this belief about the local church that the, man, the local church should be the one place we could be real. It should be the one place that we could be transparent. 
It should be the one place to where we know that, you know what, none of us, listen, none of us have it together. But we love one another. And we, incur listen, we all, have, we all have quirks, right? Right? Okay. I'm going to preach on lying or denial or something like that. I mean, we, we all have quirks, right? We're all strange. You know what? And, and, and the closer you get to people, right? I mean, have you ever noticed this? Everybody seems normal till you get to know them. Right? Have you ever met that person and you're like, man, this is the most normal, average person. And then you get to know them and you're like, they're just as messed up as I am. I mean, they got, they got some things going on with them. I mean, right now, and, and, and a friend just, just answered this question for me, but, but it, it's, I've been like driving my family nuts because I'm real particular about, about the front yard. And so we had, we had some work done in the backyard, and so they, they had to tear up some sod, go into the backyard. It's about a 12-foot strip in the length of, our, length of our yard, and so they had to get some stuff back there. And so they tore our y front yard up, and then once they were done, they resodded our front yard, just a 12-foot strip that goes the whole length of, 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 our, of our yard. Well, the only problem is, is now I have two shades of green grass. And that bothers me. I mean, and my wife is like, you're weird. And I'm like, you know what? I want to dig the rest of the yard up and let's resod it the same color. Now, I've learned that sooner or later it'll all be the same color. And so that was like relief to me. Well, that was a friend that spoke into my life and said, you know what? Chill out. I would be worried too, but good news. And I'm like, well, how long is this going to take? Because you could, listen, I, I actually even have a picture on my phone. It bothered me so bad. And I was tweeting for, or texting friends and telling them about this issue. Listen, listen, we're, we, we're all weird. And we all have quirks. And we all have some things. And a lot of times we think, you know what, I'm, I'm the only one. And we're not. There's something about, listen, there's something about relationships. When you, when you choose to have deeper relationships, listen, and I know, we all have hurt of the past, and we all have pain, and we have different levels of hurt and different levels of pain. I get that. I understand that. There was a period in my life that I said I never want a friend again. No one's ever going to get close to me like that again. Nobody's going to hurt me that deep. Nobody's going to betray me that deep. And you know what happened? It led me on a road of isolation and lo loneliness, and I was just miserable. And I'm telling you, it's worth the risk. Relationships are worth the risk. And, and, and we have to come to that place to where we're just real. We have to come to that place where we're authentic. We have to come to that place where, listen, where we're just comfortable in, in our own skin, maybe. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you a story. It's a goofy story. I've told this story, of, of, uh, I think, five or six years ago. So a lot of you are new. So some of you are going to hear it the first time. Those of you who ever heard, already heard it, you can just give me a courtesy laugh at the end, okay? And so, but it's a goofy story, but it's a story that I've always remembered about relationships and masks. There was, this, there was this VP of a company. Uh, it was in the downturn of the economy. He, like, loses his job, and he couldn't find a job. And so he noticed that the zoo was hiring, and they, was, they were hiring an accountant. And so he goes down. He says, I'll, I'll make a, a, a personal. Uh, I'll take my resume personal. So he put on a suit, goes down to the zoo, and he says, hey, I'm here. I'd like to personally apply for a job here. And they go, oh, we're so sorry. We already filled the position. We, we've already hired that position. He goes, well, you know what? I'm willing to do anything. I, I just need a job. I need to feed my family. I just need a job. And then they, so the zookeeper comes out and he says, follow me. Takes him into an office and says, okay, if you don't accept this job, you can't tell anyone. He said, I won't tell anyone. 
he said, uh, would you be willing to wear a gorilla suit? And he goes, what? He goes, our, pri our prize gorilla died today. And people are coming. They come to see the gorilla. And if they realize the gorilla is dead, it's going to hurt sales and, and, and everything. So what we'd like for you to do, we'd simply like for you to put on a gorilla suit and get in the cage and act like the gorilla. Would you be willing to do that? And he says, I'll do anything. I need a job. So he puts on the gorilla suit, gets in the cage, and so he's noticing, you know what, this is, this is a pretty awesome deal. I mean, people are coming to, like, see me. And so, uh, so he's in his gorilla suit, and he starts moving around, and he starts doing some tricks. He starts doing some things, and he's, knowing, he's noticing more and more people are showing up in their video camera. You know, they got their video camera out, and they're taking pictures, and they're laughing, and they're cheering. So he goes over the swing, and so he starts swinging. And, and, the, and the higher this gorilla would swing, the louder they would cheer. And all of a sudden, he was swinging up like this. His hands came off of the, of the bar. He went over the gorilla cage, and he landed into the lion cage that was next to him. And so he kind of looks up, and all of a sudden, this lion starts running towards him. And so he's panicked. And so he closes his eyes, and he just lays there and says, I'll just maybe act dead. And so the lion comes, and he could feel the, 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 the vibration of the paws, you know, like hitting the ground, and he could hear the lion coming closer and closer and closer. Then all of a sudden, the lion was on, right on him, and he could, he could feel the breath of the lion on his neck. And so when that happened, he lost it, and he started screaming like a high school cheerleader. And all, and all of a sudden, the lion said, shut up before we both lose our jobs. There wasn't an authentic animal in the zoo. <laughs> and you know what? If we're not careful, there's not an authentic person in our zoo. And we're all wearing masks. Because you know why? We don't accept each other. And we don't accept each other's weirdness. And we don't accept each other's pain. And we don't accept. And, and I'm telling you. And I'm telling you. This path to deeper relationships is just so important. To where we understand that, listen, we don't have to tell stories and we don't have to say things that make us sound like a better husband or a better dad than we really are. Or a wife. Or a mom. Or a Christian. Or an employee. To where what would happen, I'm telling you, I, I, I believe this with all of my heart. Everybody desires to be known. And to be loved. In spite of their weirdness. In spite of their, their quirks, and Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his, to, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. In other words, when, when you choose and when I choose to be, be real, we're, we're real with our word, one word at a time, one conversation at a time. And every one of us has to look and see, where do I wear a mask? Do I wear a mask in my marriage? Do I wear a mask in my relationships? Do, where do I wear a mask? Listen, to the extent that you and I wear a mask, then you may be able to impress other people. But in your heart, listen, in your heart, you know that's really not who you are. You know the danger of a mask? When you and I wear a mask, in our heart, we, we know that's not who we really are. And we think, you know what, if they really knew me, they wouldn't love me. If they really knew my hang-ups. 
if they really knew my weirdness. See, wearing a mask hurts you and them. Wearing a mask keeps us from deep relationships. Man, you're, what Scripture tells us, you and I are only able to experience love to the extent we are known. It's a powerful thing to have people around you to know your past, know your sin, know your struggles, know your current struggles, and they still love you. And they still accept you. See, I believe that's why Jesus said, you know how they're going to know you're my disciples? If you love one another. See, that's, that's attractional. That's attractional to a, a community that doesn't know Christ. They don't have a relationship with God. The, a third thing, if, if you're going to choose a deeper path to relationships, is this, is I must choose to hang in there. So many people bail on relationships so quickly. And they go from one relationship to the next. And never working on the things they need to work on. Listen, relationships is a long, listen, is a, is a long road, right? And sometimes it's, sometimes it's a hard road. And so you and I can choose. You can choose the easy way or you can choose the hard way. Ephesians 4, 2 says this, with, with humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. That, that, that phrase in, in English, bearing with one another in love, is just one Greek word. But in, in the English, to try to communicate it, they, they use several words. But it's bearing one another with love and, or bearing with, with one another. And it means to endure something unpleasant or difficult, whether on one's own behalf or on the behalf of someone else. In other words, this, good relationships are going to cost you. Good relationships are going to take an investment. That's why he says bear with one. That means that means holding someone up you, you ever gone through a situation you ever go through a circumstance in your life and you just need people around you that could hold you up that could bear with you i mean the scripture says in relationships that we're to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn and good, good relationships, biblical relationships, deep relationships can do that. They'll rejoice with you when you rejoice, and they'll mourn with you when, when you mourn. It, listen, it's what makes relationships so difficult. Relationships are messy. Listen, relationships, relationships don't always work out the way we want them to. And sometimes it takes more work than we expected. In other words, I... I have to decide. I, I have to decide if, if the investment's worth it and I want to go down th that road. When, when, um, when, when I became senior pastor here uh, at Fellowship of the Rockies, the first thing I did was, uh, well, a lot of things I did. One was panic. That was the first thing I did. <laughs> and, um, and then once I settled down... Uh, I, I felt that the Lord impressed upon me uh, find a good friend. And he gave me a name. And so me and this individual, we've been meeting, um, we've been meeting once a week. Uh, the same day, 
about 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, and, and we life journal. We've been doing that for almost, uh, well, almost 20 years now. And, and all it is is breakfast. We open up scripture, and we have been doing this long enough. The trust is so, listen, listen, I get it, and I understand you. And sometimes you've got to be guarded till you know people. And so I'm not saying you rip off the mask for everybody. There has to be trust. But we've been in this together for so long, and we've gone through stuff with each other that there's just deep, deep trust that, that there's some things he's going to carry to his grave, and there's some things I'm going to carry to my grave. I'm telling you, these relationships, it, it, it just takes time. I mean, what, what, what my friend told me was old friends. Man, just, it takes a long time to be old friends. See, we, we live in a society like we live in an instant society, right? I mean, we, we want instant rice, uh, oatmeal. You know, I, I've told you, I, I, I love, I love Pop-Tarts. And so I, I'm, I'm trying to cut back on the Pop-Tarts, but I, I like Pop-Tarts. And so one morning I'd taken the Pop-Tarts, Pop-Tarts out, put them in the, like the toaster, and I'm, I'm reading the, what, you know, I push the button and while I'm waiting for them to come up, I'm like reading the package. And I didn't even know this. And, and the package says, said basically, like you can toast them, but if you don't have time to toast them, then you can microwave them. And you know what I thought? You know what? If you're too, if you're too busy to toast your, your Pop-Tarts, you're too busy. I mean, if you, don't, if you don't have two minutes to toast a Pop-Tart, then like you're way too busy. And, 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 the, and with relationships, relationships take time to develop the friendships that we need that, 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 that endure. First Thessalonians 5.14 says, And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. Listen, relationships and friendships take patience. You know why? Because none of us are perfect. A preacher's not perfect. An elder, a deacon, a life group, listen, none of us, none of us are perfect. And listen, I am so grateful and thankful for the men in my life that were patient with me. That had to have sat across the table and says, can't you heal faster? Can't you get better quicker? But they didn't. Because they had patience. Man, if your relationships are going to grow and mature, it's, it's going to take patience. First Thessalonians, or I'm sorry, First Corinthians 13, 7 says, love bears all things, believes all things. We're, we're going to do this real quick, and then I'm going to move on to the last point. We'll close. This is, to me, this verse is just so powerful. It bears through all things. It believes all things. Doesn't every one of us in this room need someone in our life that believes the best in us? Aren't you tired of people in your life that always believe the worst in you? Don't, don't every one of us in this room, when there's a question, something didn't go right, don't we want them to approach it in such a way that they just believe the best in us? So, it, it believes all things, hopes all, th we, all things. We, we need people in our life that want the best for us. They hope for the best for us. And then he goes on and says, endures all things. 
As for prophecy, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. For knowledge, it will pass away. In other words, love, true love, man, true love endures every season. True love endures every difficulty. Because you know what happens about crisis and difficulty? There's deeper understanding on the other side if you stay together. That's a lot of times where relationships are built is in the crisis and the difficulty because a lot of times crisis and difficulty forces us to pull off the, the mask. The fourth and the last thing is this, is, is I, I must choose to improve. I must choose to improve. In other words, each one of us must, must make a decision to prove in, in our relationship. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's somebody's phone, but it's funny. I'm, s I'm so sorry when you're ADD. <laughs> I have a, so now, now we're off. I have a pastor friend one time that got in a lot of trouble in his church because somebody's phone rang, and he, and he said he said something like, you know, that better be God who's calling you, and and, and it did not go well from him for him after that. So, uh, so anyway, anyway. So John ten ten, we better read it again. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that 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 they may have life and have it more abundantly. In other words, this, you have to come to the place to where, where you, you take responsibility for your life and say, you know what, I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow as a person. I, I've watched this in life that there's, there's, there's a few ways that God grows us and challenges us uh, through his word, through circumstances. But here's what I'm learning. The one that he challenges us the most is through relationships relationships within the church, relationships within marriage, relationships with friends, because you know what's in those relationships, you learn how to take scripture and appropriate, right? It's in relationships you learn how to forgive. It's in relationships you learn how to love. It's in relationships that you and I learn how to put somebody else's interest in front of our own. It's in relationships that we learn what Scripture is talking about. 2 Corinthians 7, 9 says, As it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting, for you felt a godly grief so that you suffered no loss through us. In other words, Paul had this difficult conversation with an individual. And Paul was saying, you know what? I, I'm not sad that you grieved or you had sorrow because it brought you the truth brought you to this place of improving your life or repenting. Listen, a lot of times in relationships, when we don't tell someone the truth, we do so to make things easier on us. When we tell someone the truth, we do so because we, we love them, and that was what Paul was saying. Paul was saying relationships. Man, relationships are powerful. And, and a lot of times we have to come to that place to where we take responsibility and we say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to prove. So many times in relationships we spend all of our time pointing the finger at someone else and saying, you need to improve. You need to change. You need to heal faster. 
you need to get over this quicker. You need to start doing things differently. And when we do that, we miss. Well, we miss the areas that we need to change in. Now, Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens irons, and one man sharpens another. And this may seem like a pretty picture, but, but deep down, it's, it's a difficult picture. It, it's, like, it's, like, it's like these relationships to where, where the truth and, and like sparks fly. And sometimes when people confront you or have those hard conversations, it's when life changes. So I end with a, with a quiz. And so you'll just, you'll just answer this to yourself. You don't need to say it out loud. Uh, name five wealthiest people in the world. Can you name the last five Heisman Trophy winners? Name, name the last five winners of Miss America. Name ten people who have won the Nobel Peace Prize. Name the last half dozen Academy Award winners for Best Actor or Best Actress. Name the last decade's worth of World Series winners, Super Bowl winners, national championships. How'd you do? Let me give you another quiz. List a, t list a few teachers who aided your journey through school. Name three friends who helped you through a difficult time in your life. Name five people who taught you something worthwhile in life. Think of a few, few people who made you feel appreciated or special in life. Think of five people you enjoy spending time with. Name a half dozen heroes who their stories have inspired you. That quiz is easier, right? Because the people who make a difference in your life are not the ones with the most credentials, the most money, or the most awards. They're the ones who care.